You're listening to the Incubate Her podcast, episode number eight. About self-development, fulfillment, and career growth so you can reach your true potential. Now your host, Pauline Francois. Hello, everyone. Today is December 31st of the year 2020. <laughs> and wow, what a wild ride it's been. We have been waiting for December 31st for a whole year, it seems. As most people do when a year comes to an end, I have been reflecting a lot on the last 12 months. It has definitely been the most unusual year I have experienced in my whole life, as it's been for every single one of us worldwide. As I go back on this past year, I want to give it the picture that it truly was. There's a saying that real life isn't what is portrayed on social media and my objective for these platforms I use and this podcast as well is to be intentional in the transparency with which I talk to you and when I share my experiences so that hopefully it is truly helpful and resonates with you and with what you are also going through and that it consequently gives you interesting insights and enlightenment on what you are experiencing in your own life. So you can count on me not to sugarcoat anything and to give you the clearest view possible on what 2020 looked like for me, the struggles I went through, the lessons I've learned, the beauty I've found in all of it. For three-fourths of 2020, the pandemic has dictated my life in every aspect, who I've been allowed to see, what I've been able to do, where I've had the possibility to go when I could do certain things or not, and by extension, it has also dictated my son's lives. Never in my life as an adult have I been subjected to such a lack of basic freedom. For the first time, I have experienced the most unsettling, unimaginable, incomprehensible circumstances over which I had absolutely no control and no grasp whatsoever. Back at the end of 2019, I knew the virus was in China, but I didn't see it as something that was going to hit us in Europe nor the rest of the world. Even after it had hit Italy, I just thought it was going to stay there for some reason. It was unimaginable to me that it would be a problem for us in France, as if somehow the virus was just going to go away on its own. Now, when I look back, it seems so naive and foolish, but I really had no idea of how bad it was going to get. To be fair, neither did anyone else, (laughs) you know, neither anyone I knew nor our governments actually, and even the highest health authorities were lost as nobody has faced that before. And I think also all of us were so caught up in our day-to-day that we were just hoping that was an isolated issue. It's on March of 2020 that things went south. On the 6th, I was on a business trip in London, flew back to France as I normally did in the normal life before. And on March 12th, the French president Macron announced schools were closing. On March 16th, the first lockdown was announced. That was such a bomb drop. When schools got closed, that's when it hit me and I first realized the gravity of what was occurring. I still had hope that somehow it was going to go away, like it was a bad dream, but I knew it was really serious. Unprecedented was the word that came back incessantly on the radio, in the news, in every media. And it really was just that. Unprecedented. 
Generally, I'm a pretty chill person in that I don't get nervous regularly nor get anxious a lot. It really takes a big thing for me to stress out. But for the first time ever in my life, I experienced the strongest anxiety I have ever experienced before. During the first three weeks of lockdown, I barely slept. I would wake up in the middle of the night incapable of going back to sleep. I was terrified for my loved ones, what it meant for their security, for their physical health, for their mental health. I was scared for the people who were exposed and couldn't stay home, the healthcare givers, all the people who worked in grocery stores, the garbage collectors and whatnot. I was fearful for our economy and what it meant in the long run, all the people who were inevitably going to lose their jobs. I was also scared for my livelihood, for the consequences that it would have on my work as I was juggling homeschooling my boys while working at the same time, while taking care of all the logistics in my house. That being said, I never lost sight of how fortunate and privileged I was. I have a garden, so during the first lockdown, we were able to be outside a lot and enjoy the sun and the fresh air. That was such a luxury, and I was very much aware of that. I often thought a lot about single parents locked in apartments in Paris or big cities with little ones and how it must have been so lonely, so challenging for them. I thought a lot about the violence women were going to face and faced being stuck in abusive relationships with no way out. In 2020, I experienced rejection both in my personal life and in my professional life. It came with a sense of loss, with pain, with deception, with disappointment, but also with acceptance and closure. And closure was really the most positive aspect of it all. I was vulnerable and honest, true to my feelings and true to my drivers, my intentions and my objectives. However hard and heartbreaking these situations were, they gave me appreciation for myself and my capacity to build in hardships and bounce back. I grew my empathy both for myself and for others. In 2020, old wounds were reopened, which I had to mend again. And I have been and am so extremely lucky for my closed circle to be so present, so kind and so loving. In 2020, I had bad news with my health. Thankfully, not life-threatening, but serious enough that I've had to promptly go under surgery and I'm now always obligated to get regular checkups and adapt to my condition. So that was another thing on top of the other things that I could have done without. But what can I say? Cards were dealt that way and I'm grateful it was a curable issue. In 2020, I was also hit by the realization that racism is very much alive and a vivid daily issue. Because of my upbringing being so equalitarian, for me, racism is something that baffles me. As a white female, I am privileged to never have experienced racism towards me or my family. I do experience misogyny and inequality due to my gender, but never has my skin color, nor my nationality, nor my origins been pointed out and caused me violence or being threatened. The murders of Breonna Taylor, and particularly the one of George Floyd, were a wake-up call for me that racism still needs to be fought 
vigorously and is a subject we need to speak about and proactively fight. I am an activist in the feminist movement and I have felt compelled to be more mindful of minorities within minorities. To highlight that women of color are subjected to even more inequality and violence than white women are. While in lockdown, I also experienced beautiful moments. For the first time since my maternity leaves, I was able to see my sons learn, which was a beautiful reminder of how precious the moments together are and of how fast they do grow up. I was able to spend more time with them, playing, reading, baking, building forts, going on walks. We even planted stuff, <laughs> baby tomatoes. Yes, they died, but at least we watched them grow a little. I was able to cook more. Granted, this will never be a passion of mine. I'd much rather go to the restaurant when they're open, but it's definitely something I've grown to like. I was able to spend more time taking care of my mental health meditating, reading, writing. I also had extra time to create, whether that was making friendship bracelets, homemade sponges, I really did that, <laughs> and more Instagram stories and content that I could share with my community. I kept writing articles on my website and finally took the time to start this podcast. Being faced with so much uncertainty made me realize very tangibly that there wasn't any time to waste. So this year, I ticked things off of my bucket list and overcame challenges that I had been pushing back for a while and stood up for myself like I never had before, unapologetically. All of it was extremely scary for me, but I took my first solo trip, spoke out my feelings and so through an important relationship, started new professional projects, set boundaries with people, said no to toxicity. And as scary as that was, and even painful sometimes, it was so rewarding. It might sound crazy, but I am grateful for how this year went through and all that I experienced. I believe that in the midst of the worst situations can come out the most beautiful things and that's truly what happened for me. I am even more grateful now for my loved ones, for the moments we share together. Through all these bumps in the road, I have never felt more loved for who I truly am, more appreciated, more valued, more respected. And I feel so much love and respect for myself because of all I went through. I say this with the utmost humility and in full knowledge of my imperfections and my flaws, but I am proud of the human being that I am. I love myself. I love that I am kind, compassionate, strong, well-intentioned, smart, funny, goofy, reliable, loyal, passionate, driven, clumsy, <laughs> relentless, awkward. And for all these qualities, I have a similar list of flaws, but I choose to focus on the good that makes me me. I focus and develop the wonderful aspects of my personality, skills, and the great capacities I have in hopes that I can inspire others. That's how I empower myself even through the most difficult times. And that's what I wish for our world and for the upcoming year is to focus on the greatness, to empower the good, to fight the right battles and to humbly apologize when we mess up and learn from our errors. Being compassionate with myself allows me to hold space to be compassionate with others. It doesn't mean that I let everybody in at all on the opposite 
I am very intentional of who I let in, yet the people I don't, I wish well. So 2020, thank you for making me even more badass and cool. (laughs) To all of you listening, I hope you see how badass and cool you are too. As this year comes to a close, I wish you to end it with love and respect for yourself for going through all you've experienced in 2020. I encourage you to make a list of what makes you awesome because by developing these assets, you will enrich this world and those surrounding you. Have a wonderful New Year's Eve and stay safe. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Comment on this episode on theincubator.net. For more tips and content, visit the paulinefrancois.net site. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and review. I appreciate your support so much, and I'll talk to you soon.